Hello and welcome to the IT Governance Podcast for Friday the 20th of July. Here are this week's stories. The Information Commissioner's Office has fined the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse £200,000 for sending a bulk email that identified possible victims of historic sexual abuse in breach of the Data Protection Act 1998. On the 27th of February 2017, an IICSA staff member sent a bulk email to 19 inquiry participants to inform them about a public hearing, rightly entering the participants' email addresses in the BCC field. They then noticed an error in the email and sent another email to correct it. However, this time they mistakenly put the email addresses in the to field, meaning each recipient could see the other's email addresses. One recipient then responded, hitting reply all instead of reply, and adding two more email addresses to the to field. The IICSA reacted by sending three further emails, asking the recipients to delete the original email and not circulate it any further. One of these emails generated another 39 emails sent to all recipients. In total, 52 inquiry participants' full names were revealed, identifying them as possible victims of child sexual abuse. The IICSA and the ICO received 22 complaints about the breach. One complainant told the ICO he was very distressed by what had happened. The ICO found that the IACSA failed to provide staff with any or any adequate guidance or training on the importance of double-checking that the participants' email addresses were entered into the BCC field. The ICO's Director of Investigations, Steve Eckersley, said, This incident placed vulnerable people at risk, which is concerning. IICSA should and could have done more to ensure this did not happen. People's email addresses can be searched via social networks and search engines, so the risk that they could be identified was significant. The IICSA has apologised to the affected individuals and amended its processes for handling personal data. The European Parliament has called on the EU Commission to suspend the EU-US Privacy Shield, the framework for transfers of personal data from the EU to the US that was introduced in 2016 after the collapse of the Safe Harbour Agreement. The Chair and Rapporteur of the European Parliament's Civil Liberties Committee, Claude Moraes, said... The Privacy Shield in its current form does not provide the adequate level of protection required by EU data protection law and the EU Charter. Progress has been made to improve on the Safe Harbour Agreement, but this is insufficient to ensure the legal certainty required for the transfer of personal data. In the wake of data breaches like the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica scandal, it's more important than ever to protect our fundamental right to data protection and to ensure consumer trust. The law is clear and, as set out in the GDPR, if the agreement is not adequate and if the US authorities fail to comply with its terms, then it must be suspended until they do. The Parliament's resolution has been backed by the Council of Bars and Law Societies of Europe, whose membership includes the Bars and Law Societies of 45 countries from the European Union, the European Economic Area and wider Europe. It says the Privacy Shield should be suspended and only re-implemented on the condition that the necessary guarantees and safeguards which are currently lacking, have been implemented. IBM and Ponemon Institute have released the 2018 edition of their annual Cost of a Data Breach study. According to this year's report, which is based on interviews with more than 2,200 IT, data protection and compliance professionals from 477 companies that have experienced a data breach over the past 12 months, the average total cost of a data breach is $3.66 million, a year-on-year increase of 6.4%. As ever, the faster breaches can be identified and contained, the lower the cost to the breached organisation. The study found that it took a mean of 197 days to identify data breaches and 69 days to contain them. Companies that contained a data breach in less than 30 days saved more than $1 million compared with those that took longer. 
strong incident response management significantly reduced costs too. Companies with incident response teams saw their costs reduced by as much as $14 per compromised record. If you need more information about data protection, cybersecurity, or incident response management, visit our website. Finally, two men have been sentenced at Birmingham Crown Court to a total of 12 months imprisonment for subjecting the National Lottery's website to a brute force attack in which they used an online application to attempt thousands of login attempts. Daniel Thompson, 27, from Newcastle, and 21-year-old Idris Coyote Akinwunmi of Birmingham were jailed for eight months and four months, respectively. According to the Birmingham Mail, Camelot identified thousands of unique IP addresses attempting to access National Lottery customer accounts between the 16th and the 28th of November 2016. Investigators from the National Crime Agency established that the IP addresses were linked to Thompson and Akinwunmi, who used the online application to force into Camelot's web domain. In an interview, Thompson said he did it because he likes to see how things work. Akinwunmi told officers, I was just being silly and naive, really. It was just a naive act to make a little bit of cash. So I bet you're wondering exactly how much cash he managed to get his hands on. £13. Well, that'll do for this week. Until next time, you can keep up with the latest information security news on our blog. Whatever your information security needs, whether regulatory compliance, stakeholder reassurance, or just greater business efficiency, IT governance can help your organization to protect, comply, and thrive. Visit our website for more information, itgovernance.co.uk.